to the Mana Mama podcast. Welcome to Another's Love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first kitchen conversation for the Mana Mama podcast. And I am thrilled to introduce you all today to Elijah Ray, the superconductor of the Band of Light, galactic love warrior, wizard, white wizard, dear, dear friend of mine, dear, dear ally, one of my closest soul family members and just an absolute legend of a friend to so many. A musical genius, of course, and a very powerful alchemist and healer uh, with sound vibration, the purest channel of sound frequencies from the universe down that I've ever come across. And it's such an honor to bring him to the kitchen bench (laughs) today as we share a conversation and exploration into the love of modern mystics into the connection that we have and what that means and how it feels and it really is an invitation this conversation for you and for us to all rise in our experience of relationship on planet earth so join us and open your heart and take a deep breath and just drop in really deep with us. It's a pleasure to have you here. How are you today, Elijah? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for asking. I am I'm feeling really spacious today. Like I feel spacious in the presence. I, I, I had an hour before we hopped on this call with a dear elder, beautiful brother of mine. Um, and someone I really look up to in the community and he and I get together every week and, and practice something he just calls awareness practice where we just come together and let whatever rises from the awareness be spoken. And if there's nothing there, then nothing's spoken. It's just so beautiful. And so I feel kind of refreshed from, um, just getting to kind of drop in and center in for the last hour before we even hopped on here. So yeah, I feel really spacious and open, but I also feel like there's this bubbly excitement that just kind of is ready to play uh, every time I get to see you and, and be with you. So yeah, I feel um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And there's a lot more I could say, but that's that's where I'm going to start. Mm, thank you so much for that. And mm. your preparation moment prior to the call is kind of mirrored in mine. I came off a webinar this morning with my uh, Pathway to Freedom group with mm-hmm. Liz and the topic of the webinar and the metaphysical exploration today was big picture, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. big picture versus small picture. And, you know, this this conversation came up, you know, our connection came up and I realized essentially that is I guess the essence of of the transmission that I was aiming for today although I have no idea where we'll go (laughs) because we're on the edge as always and as per usual but I feel really Um, what came through in this webinar and what resonated so much with you know the intention of this podcast was the power of being in a big picture and in Mm. this case together 
in connections, in our friendships, in our relationships to be in a very big picture and what that affords us. Um, and yeah, truly in, in the webinar this morning, Elijah, my my heart just burst open for everything that I feel that flows between us that is how to put it not for us if that makes any sense it's Mm -hmm. I feel um you know I was just saying to my group and to Liz how incredibly powerful this connection is between us and that is why I wanted to begin the mana mama podcast series with uh, uh, an exploration into this area because I hold so strong and true to the power of connections but specifically the power of male female now that can be energetically within one person it doesn't have to be person to person but in this case it is and how well just how incredibly nourishing that is for me and for my work and I partly just wanted to praise you (laughs) I just wanted to get you here so I could just keep (laughs) acknowledging you (laughs) truly and ruly Elijah Ray (laughs) for being a king on earth for actually embodying the king codes and walking with them so purely clearly graciously and humbly and the light that emanates from your being and from your heart is blinding it is so powerful and not nearly enough people tuning into it (laughs) as far as I'm concerned it's you know you are something else and I know you know that I know that I tell you all the time and I'm never going to stop but I want everyone listening to know and I, I want all the women out there listening to know how I feel when this being shows up for me and he does more than any other man on the planet, he shows up for me. And I was in tears with him, with you, Elijah, the last time we were talking. And that's not a rarity. But in our last conversation, I was overwhelmed with the feeling of deep, deep gratitude and awe of what exists here but wanting and wishing that every woman on the planet could could feel this and I remember your response to me was I wish that too can you tell us about that Elijah oh you're just blooming my heart open so wide right now I'm lost for words I feel like fields of flowers just blooming in my soul to receive your exquisite mirroring. Thank you. Mm. 
And I'm, I'm so, I'm so curious about this experience. Like, I want to hear more. I'm, I feel like I'm also sitting in the audience, like, wow, what's that like, Chrissy? <laughs> what does that feel like to be received in that way? And I just, that's, that is my experience in, in our last conversation. And every time we meet right here and now is, it is a code, you know, this is a word that has been a, a bit uh, overused and and anytime a word gets a little too overused and just tossed about all willy-nilly it, it can lose its potency you know words like god and love and mm. and now we hear this thing the codes mm. what is it to carry the code you know <laughs> yes and yet that's what it is it is quite literally a, a code in, in the same way we have a code of ethics that we we or um you know, a structure of, of virtues that guides every beating heart that knows what's right and what's wrong. And when we get off and we venture into one side or the other out of our sweet spot of what's ours to do, it's so clear if we're tapped in and, and true to that code, it's so clear what's ours to do, what's not ours to do. And, um, but the, I just want to acknowledge the effortlessness of this love just the effortlessness of when two hearts are beating in devotion to something greater than themselves, there we are, harmonizing, finding ourselves dancing to the same rhythm, finding ourselves suddenly swept into a, an experience of, of something that is so nourishing and wholesome and, and it's home. And that's how I feel when I'm in connection with you. I always have, sister. You're, you're like beyond family you're, it's like we're we're souls that are venturing through the cosmos and we carry the codes and so you know there's a a book that i i'm seeing flashing on my mind a few times so i just want to name it because i trust every time i something pops in it's for a reason and there's a book that is called brotherhood of the magi where i remember this in this book it describes the codes and the code carriers and how you know many people who Many of us are here carrying codes and many are here to activate codes. Hmm. And then some are here doing both, a bit of both. I, I feel like you embody both, you're an activator, but you also are a code carrier. You, you carry in your mesa, in your heart, deep wisdom and, and guidance. And, and also I, I have seen how great spirits put us together in each other's lives to both activate each other and also remind each other of what we're carrying. And I think that because you see that so clearly in yourself that you see it so clearly in me. And that's why we, we get along so well. <laughs> it's because it's kind of like, oh, hi, hi, God. Nice to see you again. <laughs> Thanks for showing up and reminding me who I am. So I feel, um, you know, just to to even step even more deeper into the center of the garden and, and the, the intimacy that is felt in this experience too. It's very impersonal, but very personal, isn't it? It's very, it's, it, at least I feel that in our connection, I feel there's a, a quality of service that carries us so far out into the big picture it, that it's not ours anymore. There's nothing that's ours about about our, our, our connection, our friendship, our love, our, our deep reverence for each other. And at the same time, it is so personal, mm -hmm. the same way that a fingerprint is so unique 
And so walking with both, both of those feelings of something so much greater than us and yet something that's so personal and true to us is a very fine balance and something that I feel can get a little sticky sometimes in the human experience where we want to grab something yes. and latch onto it and identify with it and think that it's the thing yes. when it's actually oftentimes, whether it's a relationship or a person or a teacher or a great book we read or something that is out here reflecting to us something that we need to either activate the inherent codes or remind us of our role as code carriers and guardians of this, of this planet. And these sacred reminders are to be to be met with open palms. Yes. And that's what I would wish for every every woman and man on this planet is to be met with such open awareness that there's both space to grow and to fly and to be witnessed and and to be truly seen in the way that I feel seen by you, the way I know you feel seen by by this mirror. Mm. Um, but at the same time to to know what it is to have that, that feeling that we all know we need, which is, hey, I got you. Mm -hmm. I'm not just like floating out here. Oh yeah, praising the feminine, but just floating from one thing to another. It's like, I got you. I will root my roots so deep into the ground and hold you when it's needed or simply witness when it's needed. And that's something that I think is, um, I wanna call up to my brothers to, to really stand, stand and deliver that kind of space to the women in your life, to bear witness but, and to, to hold with open palms every wave on the extreme waves that will come through the queens of this planet that they need to feel because it needs to be felt. Hmm. What is happening needs to be felt. And so to not be afraid of what's being felt, to be able to stand in it and meet it with open awareness, not trying to fix it, change it. But also on that other side to make sure that, you know, you're eating your Wheaties, you're drinking your jewel juice and you're standing strong and firm and you're not just gonna fall over when that wave hits you. And I, I see um, a concerning trend in uh, especially the West, but certainly all over the planet um, of a, what seems to be a, almost a systematic emasculation uh, of, of men um, when what's needed is uh, potency and and clarity and, and honesty. And I, I strive to be that. I am growing into the best that I am. And I know I still have a long way to go, but that is my experience of what you just shared with me. It's like, when you reflect to me, my kingly code, it inspires me to rise again and again and again to be that and to do, to give you the best of me. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in that that opening dialogue and hopefully now that I'm returning some to you, I wanna also just witness and, um, and really bow to you for the way that you, for the way that you acknowledge and the way that you witness and the way that you share your potent feminine energy empowers the all the kings in your life to rise i've seen it and that is uh that is a, an indescribable gift that i don't even know if i have words for but it's like that is what it means to be both a code carrier and a code activator so thank you mm. thank you so much i'm feeling emotion <clears throat> 
quite strongly in this moment and it, the feeling is of um it's funny it's like a sense of loneliness of how it is for so many mm-hmm. powerful code carriers code activators lovers you know just simply powerfully the humble lovers are, are out there um i just in that moment was overwhelmed with a feeling of how lonely it can be out there you know and and has been you know for 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 millennia and millennia um when it comes to you know i know everyone listening to this knows in their heart the power and the glory that humanity is and that relationship is you know human to human the the power and it is something that you know we talk a lot about Elijah and you know in my coursework we touch on it quite a bit as well and we often say Liz well you know we often say that we probably haven't even really seen it um yet do you know the the real power of union and I just know, but I I just know that we're so many of us are encoded with the knowledge of it. We're encoded with the knowledge of it. It's latent. It's essential to us. We do know everything about it. Mm-hmm. Yet for so long on this planet, we have been so heavily suppressed spiritually that we have come into a very small picture around what love is and what relationship is. A very small picture and I think you know I know that that is I guess like I said to begin with the inherent power of our connection is that it is cosmic it you know we are playing in working in conscious of and where we meet is in a cosmic field and that is why it is you know, so nourishing is that it's 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 as expansive as we are and need to be. Uh, but I, it's funny what's dropping in now. It's amazing you mentioned Brotherhood of the Meiji. Like for anyone who hasn't read that book by Jesse Ayani, definitely get your hands on it. It's a channeled story. Um, and Elijah, I probably haven't mentioned to you, but. There were a lot of times in Peru I thought, did she write this about us? <laughs> I had the same thought. Hey, did you? I'm like, oh, yeah, hold on, times. American tour leader, um, you know, like Australian, and they go to there and this is all happening. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, for those that don't know, and maybe not many do, I, Elijah and I have, you know, done quite a bit of work in the Andes. You know, under the guise of going on retreat. <laughs> That's what the physical bodies were doing. Great cover story. Great yes. cover story. Come on, retreat. <laughs> uh, but I w- want to share that I thought about it early this morning. I was like, how did this story start? You know, like consciously this life. And I can remember um, two things. I remember a Facebook message from you, the very first one very first point of contact was a Facebook message and it was just a little hello sister uh, you know I, I, I can't re- remember much else but the main thing I remember is being at the top of Huainu Picchu 
at Machu Picchu. Mm. So for anyone that has been to Machu Picchu or hasn't been there, Huaynu Picchu is the radar, is the radar point in the middle of, well, the, the, the crystal radar that Machu Picchu is. It's the point, the receiving point. And I was sitting home up dome. there. The home dome. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting up there for the very first time in my life. And a woman I was there with, Rebecca Stuchin, she put on some music and she said, oh, it's what we do every time we're here. We listen to Elijah. And on went your music. I was like, oh, this Elijah fella, okay. And, you know, your name kept sort of, you know, going around the circles that I was moving in. And then I we met properly at uh, in the big on the Big Island at David Wolf's retreat where you were doing music and Right. magic and I was doing sound and emotional transmutation and magic mm-hmm. and I just remember being blown away with you obviously straight away and your music but that's kind of where we you know said hello and, and met each other but it wasn't long after that that you know spirit really very strongly directed me to bringing you to the Andes I had a you'd already been there but I had a very strong message. It was like, you must bring Elijah here, back here. You, you, okay. Okay, so I listened to that and invited you to be part of one of the retreats that I hold there and come under the guise of a facilitator. <laughs> um, and that was absolutely profound and where a lot of this kind of, you know, confusion around Jesse Ayani's book and reality came in because of what we were experiencing there and because of the way spirit was leading us so strongly to do work for the fee, for the, the greater the greater good and, and the collective. And I have to admit that the minute I heard your voice on Huainu Pichu, and I think it was before you even sent that message or whether I don't know which came first, but I could feel it. I was like, there is a contract here with this soul. There is work to do. There is a meeting of energies that is that is around male and female. And we are coming together for something much greater. And what a profound honor to, to work for spirit and for Pachamama in that way to be of service to listen and to be guided and to be you know assigned um with angels like yourself um but how incredibly nourishing on a personal level like you say the dichotomy of it being so big but also so incredibly personal and and you know i just don't know what i'd do without you here like I think how yeah (laughs) I get a little stumped I think do other people are there others that give me the that support and and the answer is no and in my work and I know this is the same for you in the line of work we do which is you know love warrior right on the front line in many dimensions constantly it's arduous it's arduous it's unforgiving it's um 
thank God we love to do it and want to do it. Uh, but it is, it's, it's, it's very, very easy to feel very alone and very defeated at times being on the front line. And when I know I can turn and find you, I can go on. And it is, I know, look, I'm going to be honest, it's different to having, it's different to having female allies and I have profound female allies, but it's different. It's a very different energy, love and support. And it is so important, I think, that we have, well, maybe this is my dream for humanity is you know, is that every single one of us can feel the presence of the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine as much as we would like to in our life, clear, present, unfailing, do you know, like I have with you. It is, it really is a prayer of mine. And that became very obvious last time we spoke. I thought this And this is an invitation, I guess, this podcast. It is in some ways a code in of itself. I want to give everyone, um, offer an invitation to open up to that. If that is not already happening in your life, is to open up and hold and create, you know, the perfect for you, demonstration and presence of the sacred masculine and or feminine in your life because it is actually our birthright. It really is our birthright and it is so much more powerful than we even know and that is why the controls that pretend they're in power are doing everything they can to disempower, you know, male, female, family, relationship, all of that, because they they know the power of it metaphysically. Got nothing to do with bodies being in the same home or even in the same country. I mean, you're halfway across the planet. Yet our work is as if you were here right next to me. Do you yes. know it's it's in the metaphysics. Uh, that that we really see the power of 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 love and relationship in the metaphysics. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to that, Elijah? Mm. So beautifully, eloquently spoken truth. It is absolutely true. Time and space do not limit, and could not ever diminish the power of love, the power of presence. You know, a really beautiful wise man who, who I met when I was 19 years old it's kind of the first introduction to like a crazy shamanic healer you know hiding in a human suit showing up at this club that I was playing at and I was like who's this strange man with these purple sunglasses on and he would just always sit there and I got to talking to him and he did this little healing on me because I, I would hurt my wrists uh, as a drummer way back then I was getting carpal tunnel and this man would just sit there and just say, give me your hands now. And after I'd be done playing, I'd sit with him at the bar and he'd just work on my hands for a little bit, do some pressure points. And then my pain would be gone in like 15 minutes. And I was like, wow, you're such an amazing healer. Like, 
who are you? And he just would smile, just that crazy little shaman smile. He's like, oh, oh, Elijah, all healing is really just loving that person a whole lot. And he just had this little twinkle, you know, and that's how I feel about what you just shared. It's like, it really is, there's nothing that can stop the power of love. And it's almost become so cliche. And so we've heard it so many times that we just kind of like, ah, yeah, love. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like now we're in, we're in a pandemic. We got to get serious here, guys. It's like, no, this is actually, this is where we turn on the switch of the ancient code of love that we came here to shine into this realm. This is how we reclaim our rightful stewardship of this realm is we love it. We love it so much. It's like the, um, you know, our dear friends, Chip and Ashiana and yes. Byron, I, I love those, those friends so much. And I remember back in the day when I first came to Australia, we were, you know, we were working on a, um, a couple of PSAs for the whales, like save the whales, you know, this is a big thing. And I was so passionate and I was writing all this music for, for Ray One, for those of you who've been following along that long, there's an album called Ray One and there's this part in the first song where it says, Pray, praise the whales. And it was like the strangest thing to sing about for most people who live in like Chicago. We're like, what are you talking about whales over here? We, you know, that was a little more Boston. But anyway, there's, um, it was so powerful though, because the reason I was singing about that way back then was because of what I was noticing in these more elder activists who've been doing this since the eighties. And they're like standing out there, like save the whales, save mother earth. And we need to save this and save that. And I was like, I feel the passion of where they're coming from. I, I agree with it, but there's something that didn't resonate for me in the code. The code of it fell off. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was like, that's not the most potent way to address the situation. And I don't know why, I'm just a young kid over here, but I feel if we really want to preserve something, we need to praise it and love it. It's not so much that it needs saving because mm -hmm. when I went out and I was swimming with the whales, I just asked them, you know, that's how I deal with these things. I just go and ask them as you do, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. If you want to understand what the puma is thinking, go talk to the puma. Don't <laughs> get here all in your scientific cubicles talking about what you hypothesize. I mean, just go talk to them. <laughs> so I went to talk to the whales. And they said, um, I was like, you know, I really feel sad that so many of you are being slaughtered. It's, it's keeping me up at night. I'm in distress about this. What do we do? Because I, I know that we, a lot of us humans, we want to help. And they're like, just praise what you love and it will continue to be. Mm -hmm. If you love something, praise it and it will continue to be there. That wisdom was so simple. I, it almost w went like this. It was too simple. My, my mind was looking for, nah, but surely there's something we, we must do. But my sister, you started this podcast and you just said, I just am here. I just want to praise you. And it was like, it took me a moment to breathe into that. Like, okay, here we go. I'm with, with Pumita <laughs> again. We're the in the deep waters. I'm, I don't just get to just sit over here and say some nice words. No, we're in. Okay, we're in. So I just was like, all right, here we are. <laughs> and that just makes me want to praise you. And that's what we do for things that we love. We need to show up for them, praise them, and just be like, we want this here. I want you. I believe in you. And so 
that's true of the whales. That's true of the earth and its resources. That's true of each other. And that's true of family. You know, the, the family unit has definitely been systematically attacked. You might say there's been a, a very systematic program to, to make us, um, let's just say, mistrust each other mm. as human beings. Look yes. at how people are, don't even trust their neighbors to breathe air next to them right now. It's, it's, we've, we've gotten to the edge of, of how far we can go into separation before the whole system has to implode back on itself. Mm -hmm. This is where the code carriers and the code activators find themselves all of a sudden, um, places, everyone places remember. Okay. Yeah, Roll yeah. Call. Right. right. No, we weren't just here to scroll Facebook and get on Netflix and zone out. Ah, right. We did have a mission here. Do you not remember? This is your time. So, mm -hmm. so here we are. I want to just give thanks for um, something else you mentioned. Mm. You really brought some deep awareness to this dance of masculine and feminine. And I, I, I would pray that each of us can peel off the layers of programming and perceptions around those two words, just peel it off like mm. garments, you know, like, the garments that we would wear through the dead of winter are not what we're going to wear in summertime when we're going to the beach. So just take them off and, and just sit in a bit more spacious awareness around what do these words point toward, hmm. right? Because they, each of these labels are like a door. They point towards something. They can get us going in the direction of something. Hmm. But to say that we know that thing, it's not just masculine and feminine is um, a human man and a human woman. There's a, there's a divine feminine in uh, whales. There's a divine feminine in, you know, plants outside and vines growing. There's different masculine feminine happening in flower beings. And so what is it to know the masculine code in you, the, the feminine code in you, and to allow those two to come into union and begin to truly create an electromagnetic spherical miracle that you can then occupy and embody fully into as a soul. Hmm. That, that spherical miracle, that electromagnetic, you know, wholeness and balanced projection into this realm then becomes your vehicle that as a soul, you ride in a balanced way and navigate this realm through and respond with your full capacity because you have allowed these codes of the masculine and feminine to begin to spiral and dance and circulate through your being. This is what Tantra is about, right? This mm. is one of the many, again, another door, a word, but that door leads to something which is a, an experience of becoming a free energy device in this body. Mm. And one thing I want to share with my brothers and my sisters out there is that one of the ways that we have been uh, manipulated, uh, lied to, uh, deceived. Let's just call it like it is. No judgment out to, but let's just say it like it is. We've been deceived and we've been taught lies about our own bodies and the power yes. of our bodies, yes. especially the power of the sacred orgasm, yes. the power of the right use of our sexual energy, yes. i.e. the chrism yes. or the jism or the cerebral spinal fluid. Yes. And that fluid is the oil. It's the holy anointing oil that mm -hmm. is meant to anoint the temple, which means it's not meant to be spilled and cast around and 
um, and, and shared without purpose and connection. And it is meant to be circulated. And that circulation then feeds the temple. It's like bringing the gift of our potency and our power and all of our longing and our desires to breathe that up and give it as a gift to the temple. Mm -hmm. This corpus callosum, the center part of our brain, which unites the two hemispheres, this central part is only real food is that oil, mm. that oil that rests in the treasure chest of our, of our, of our root chakra, right? That, that they call it Kundalini, they call it many things, but this is the chrism. Mm. And so to, to walk the path of the king, and the queen to walk the path of carrying a code of the beauty way or to, to um, walk in union, if we could call it that, means that you have at least begun the journey of bringing that gift through the holy land of your own body to lay at the temple hmm. this gift of this sacred oil. Hmm. So this is a, a symbolic pathway that has been hidden from us but it's a code. It's literally a, I don't want to call it an algorithm, but for those computer minds out there, you could liken it. An algorithm is plagiarizing or reflecting this inherent biological process. It's much more fluid and alive than an algorithm, but in a way it has the same effect in that it leads you to an inevitable result. Hmm. So this process of circulation, right? And just look at, look at the difference between a flow that's going like this in one person, whether that's me or you or any of us that are sourcing and circulating our chi, our energy, our life force, our divinity, our chrism. And to circulate that is very different from this energy. Uh, I want you, I need you to provide for me and give me this thing that I'm longing for. Oh, Beloved lovers out there, yes. give me something that I need that I'm lacking. That is the that will lead to endless suffering. Yes. And take it from me and you and probably all of us who've played our we've done some <laughs> we've done some some due diligence in the Bene. seeking of love. And it's human to do that. There's nothing wrong with it. However, it will lead to fruitlessness because the seeds are not being planted in the garden, circulated, watered, sustained, guarded. To be a guardian is to be a gardener. Hmm. And so that's what rises in my awareness when I hear you speak about masculine and feminine is that like, let's, let's help each other remember how sacred our own fluids are, how sacred our, our temples are, and to inspire each other to take even better care of them rather than uh, what I see happening a lot in relationships on this planet is a lot of manipulating of each other mm. to get the thing that we really, really want deeply, which is inside of us. And when we learn how to, to carry and circulate and plug that wanting, longing, desire back in and circulate from that place, then we can actually make a contribution in relationship that is healthy and lasting and, and we can as they say, we begin to walk each other home. Mm. Uh, all else is just tugging and, and pulling and pushing us to, to get things from each other. 
and and this I think is why both of us have have. I mean, I know I've called you in the middle of the night sometimes, and just you've held my heart as I've sobbed, mm. tears of of just being shattered yeah. by. Uh, where my own longing inevitably left me, my longing to be met by a queen, let, led me to make decisions and project upon you know a beautiful goddess that I was in relationship with, and I wanted to make her everything that I wanted myself to be as a queen. Yes. <laughs> so I would project my own highest, highest qualities upon this person, and they're pretty damn high, so there's no way they could carry it. And they're like, <laughs> "There's a lot of pressure, man. Elijah's got high standards." So of course, that's not going to go too well. So that's a humbling lesson, right? To realize that it's our own projections and it's our own, um, you know, it's our own folly, really, that that leads us to the inevitable shattering, the the melting, the heartbreak, and it's good because that is going to leave more and more room for God. Yes. Shattering is actually good it's a good thing if the, if there's anyone hearing my voice right now who has been recently or is currently feeling shattered i just want you to know that you're not alone and this is a good thing mm. and it's good because it's humbling and to be humbled is to be close close again yes that's close right. to that one that is just waiting for us to humble ourselves so we can be guided and that's that's what has brought us here, you know, even to this very moment, to this little podcast that we're speaking into and going to put out there for, for all these beautiful people is that I feel like you and I have something in common, Chrissy, which is, you know, we have, first of all, you know, devoted our lives to something greater than ourselves. But then we are also seeking to locate ourselves within that journey. It's not just that we go away and slip into the, the great beyond because we're walking some holy high path. No, it's like to actually locate ourselves and embody into like become humbled and steadfast on the journey means we're then trustable because we're locatable. Hmm. And this is what I would just like to put myself in the center of the circle for a moment and say, I'm so humble about the fact that I've not been very locatable you know, until very recently in my life, I've been, um, I've been living in the big picture so often that I, I often can't lose myself in the, in the details. And yet, um, you know, Rinpoche says to treat the, the large things as very small things and treat the small things as very large, important things. And then you'll be onto something if you can get that, like that's the small little details if we can body into those details and really pay attention to them closely and care for them, then, and, and the big things when they come, it's like, there's this kind of like, oh yeah, here we are in, in parasite takeover. Let's go. <laughs> no big deal. We've done this a million times. Right. But it's the small things like you didn't call me back and you said you were going to, that's important somehow, because that is the way that we get to show up in, uh, improve that we're here we're actually here tracking trustable available accountable and there's something in that that space that's created and in, in holding those two points of awareness of the big picture and the grandiose you know lofty missions that we carry and this very human simple uh, relatable quality of just um, 
what it means to live into integrity. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm really just starting to learn what that actually means. Mm. So. Thank you so much for that. It's, it's um, talk of integrity. And I've, you know, just as you've been sharing, that is the word that's been coming in the last minute is ethics. Ethics in, in relating. Like I feel, you know, that we have as a collective kind of come quite off track um, with our ethics in relationship. Like you said, there's a lot of manipulation going on. Um, there's a lot of just essentially black magic, really, when we want to manipulate or twist someone or their feelings to serve us for our own benefit. This is black magic. Um, and we're entirely out of ethics when we're operating or, you know, even, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak straight, you know, I mean, we're all in different places, of course, but, you know, and we pass through stages as we grow in wisdom and as we evolve, of course. So, you know, nothing is wrong. There's no wrongness on anything. But, you know, even when we are, you know, even in the, in the energetics of desiring um, a relationship, you know, if we if we want to really check ourselves and grow full power, we'll we'll hold that up against the ethics. Like, where is our ethics at for the other that we may be desiring, or for what I call what me and Liz have been calling right relationship, which is in in the way I see it is is like a grid. Do you know there's a if you can imagine a grid on the planet of right relationship, meaning souls coming together for purpose, for purpose, um, can you imagine? Can you just imagine what would happen if, starting tomorrow, everyone made that vow, that promise to planet or to to humanity or to Mother Earth or to God or Jesus or whoever you know we deem higher um, and greater than ourselves if we if we made that promise to only enter into relationship if it were for the whole you know only you know only I, I wonder what would happen I wonder what would happen and I see like um it's like a consciousness grid or a, 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 a grid forming where the people that are supposed to be hanging out can, you know, and then that will leave space for others, you know, to just because a lot of people are n not with the right person or let's just say with someone for the wrong reasons. That's probably a better way of, of saying I shouldn't say right, wrong person, but a lot of relationships are based on selfishness and power and codependency and all these things that are really really at the on, on the flip side of the truth of who we are um, and our uh, powers of love and our the potential of relationship you know we're really on the flip side of it um and yeah I just I, I love this concept of right relationship you know and I often talk to people about it when they're very concerned about leaving a partner that they know is not good for them mm. and they are oh, but you know because of you know fear or wanting to be liked or there's a lot of reasons people stay you know many reasons and you know they all have validity but while we are, you know, continuing to engage in relationship with someone for the wrong reasons, we are delaying 
this this power grid of right relationship mm-hmm. where you or that person is actually meant to be magnetizing with that soul over there can come together because there is power in this area way beyond what we're giving it mm-hmm. and we are so often relating to love as something flowery namby-pamby valentine's day and good sex and breakfast in the morning and ego and bunches of flowers it is it is so far beyond that <laughs> like that is sandpit really you know in relation to how powerful love and connection and union really is we we we've got a lot of growing to do on our planet and isn't that wonderful and isn't that exciting and isn't that beautiful but i i often think of that that thing of right relationship like you know highest point and we've talked about this quite a bit do you know and a lot of indigenous or spiritual um prophecies um and philosophies talk about a, a, a small number, only a small number of people in true sacred union to have those codes activated can have the most profound ripple effect around the planet. Like it, the power of it is mostly yet unseen. Yeah, I, I, this area, it's so funny when you come in with a particular code like you say when you know you're all about something whether mm-hmm. you're all about empathy or whether you know you're what's at the top of the pile or at the helm of your life is compassion or hope or you know we all have something um at the top of the pile or we all sort of have mastery in an area and i know that this area um i have a lot of knowing about and and I can feel the future. It's like I can absolutely feel it's the future and it's the ancient past all in one. It's 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 actually it spans, you know, I mean probably it goes to our divine origins as galactic as a galactic race. These codes that we have of of sacred union and, and what can happen therein if we use it consciously. You know, I mean, we have experienced this, Elijah, do you know? And I know a lot of people either have or know that it's available, but access to higher dimensions, access to parallel dimensions, you know, all sorts of things are available to us through union, and I mean, anything is actually whatever we consciously choose to do with those cosmic and creative energies that are raised, like you said, through the cerebral spinal fluid. Um, it, it is absolute high magic, cosmic magic, galactic magic, and actually has everything to do with our purpose as a race. We very rarely do we think about the the purpose of humanity do you know we often think about our individual purpose i'm here to do that or i'm here to love in this way but very rarely do we think about well, what is our purpose in the in the cosmos because we are universal beings we are galactic beings and we have connection 
um, outwards so far and we we have purpose therein and I know that this area of of sacred union and the doorways or the portals that it opens to us have a lot to do with um, the fulfillment of everything that we are and so it's always fascinated me it's always not lured me that's not the word but I feel I'm like always tracking it I feel like I'm always tracking it and that is why I am so incredibly grateful to you and for your presence in my life because you are a buddy in that for me where I am not alone (laughs) carrying this knowing I'm like oh no he's got it too okay great (laughs) okay good all right he's got the spark over there too and I I'm sure a lot of other people do but they haven't come in close to my field so hello Mm -hmm. out there if you're out there but I don't know you yet do you know Mm -hmm. so you know I am very grateful that yeah like I'm, I'm not alone in it in a way because there's a lot of talk (laughs) <laughs> do you know like th- there's a lot of talk especially in the spiritual alternative communities there is so much talk it turns me blue in the face and I'm sick of it you know it, really it's got everything to do with demonstration and frequency and consistency in demonstration you know i.e embodiment absolute embodiment of something and you have that or you walk with that and I know so many people Elijah who have been deeply inspired healed activated all the good things by the way you walk with that the way you walk with your reverence um, to union uh, within absolutely the beloved within that you're always reminding us of um but also your reverence for you know the external um with the feminine you know your reverence of it is absolutely profound um i'm reminded of i wanted to share with the people that the last time we spoke another reason why i was in tears just like I want every woman to feel this. It was the language, the language of, like you said, of praise and the the language of love that we use, that you use in your life, that I use in my life, but that we use for each other and together is the most profound poetry I've ever heard and yet it flows so naturally and when I because I'm used to it I rarely think about how an outsider or an observer would experience it until our last phone call when I had sort of an a, a, you know a backseat sort of experience listening to us and I thought far out like does everyone speak to each other like that on planet earth like is that really how m- men and women speak to each other wow well that's an amazing place and it's it reminded me 
hey, that's the one I want to live in. That's right. And I, I, reminded, I told you about a book that um, a beautiful friend, when I was teaching English in, in, in Paris, when I was 24 or something, I had this beautiful um, student who was 54 and he was a, a serious poet and lover and it just the most beautiful man. And he walked me to the bookshop and he bought me this book of letters um, it's from the 12th century and it's the letters between Eloise and Abelard and they are two mm-hmm. clergy people, a nun and a, and a, a priest, but they were in love, desperately mm-hmm. in love and they were separated and they the book is all their, po- their letters to each other. And when you read these letters, it's just, it's praise. It's just mm-hmm. praise, you know, likening each other to all the most beautiful things in nature and it is so stunning the the frequency of it i guess is is the magic the frequency the downloads that you receive in reading the way a man can honor a woman and vice versa mm-hmm. opens opens the field it it there are great keys in this for our reclamation, for the reclamation of the human race. Mm-hmm. There are great keys in it. And so, you know, w- you know, when we are dropped in deep and sharing, it is like poetry. And, and that is normal for us to just shower each other with praise again and again. Like, do you know, and I, I think, what, what is this? <laughs> what is this connection that is so deep and so pure, yet so free? So free. Where I think, remember Puma said something to you? It, mm. it, it's rattling around in a, I can't mm-hmm. remember what the words, but you said something about um, this Puma, Puma is a, a maestro in the Andes, uh, and I remember he shared something with you about how when we are operating at a certain level of, I don't know what, awareness, uh, we can move in and out of any, um, um, what would you call it, um, configuration mm-hmm. of relationship, whether it's Friend, mother, mother, son, father, daughter, lover, husband, wife, student, teacher, brother, sister, friends, equate like we, all of those configurations mm-hmm. we have and move in and out of absolutely freely. Absolutely freely. Seamlessly, I, I would add. Seamlessly. Seamlessly to be able to move between forms because we are not grasping a form and identifying it as the thing we're we're carrying an awareness that it's it's something inside of each of those things that is the actual thing that we're here to serve together and that's that's awareness that's that's it's divinity itself it's the nameless it's the thing which we can't even put our can't wrap our fingers around it, but we want to. <laughs> just wanna, I want to bottle it. sometimes. I want to And at the it. same time, that that beautiful thing you just shared, um, thank you. Thank you for naming that and naming 
something that has been confounding to my mind <laughs> my whole life. I've tried to uh, tried to understand it, and it's it's just a knowing. It's a deep code, and it's it's really there's something I want to just yeah open with you and 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 explore a little bit, which is what do we do with this feeling? when we feel it for many people in our lives, when we feel that feeling of the formless, it's a, it's a, a love that is a shared devotion and it's yes. a quality of devotion that when you see it and meet it in another and they meet it in you so fully, you just want to bow and make their word, their world more beautiful. That's how I feel about you. Since, since the, the, the moment where we first clicked in, we're like, okay, we're, we're buddies. We are on this path. <laughs> we are walking. And I knew that I would stop at nothing to make your world and your life more beautiful, whether mm -hmm. that would be to simply go get you a cup of tea or to, you know, sit from across the oceans and listen to you going through relationship journeys and, you know, heartbreak and, you know, anything that I could do in my journey to make your world more beautiful. That's my devotion because I know that the more I can create beauty in and around you, the, the more you are going to be touching everyone in your life with that beauty and that love yes. as you do, because you're, you're an activator. Yes. So that's the thing. This is part yes. of our code. This is yes. part of what we're here to do for each other. Yes. As we lift each other up, please listen to me now. If any of you have zoned out, this is a moment. If you have found yourself believing the lies that you need to bring someone down, whether it's a woman or a man in your community, you need to bring them down to make yourself feel more powerful. Pause, come back, come back to your garden and realize that it's actually in the lifting up of each other that we're going to grow and we're going to get through this thing. It's That is what our code is, is designed to do, is to lift each other up. When someone's lost their way, if someone's completely lost their way and is out of integrity in the tribe, there's this whole cancel culture thing, which has gotten a little out of hand. It's, it's actually part of the virus itself. Agreed. The virus is literally um, separation. Yes. So if you find yourself caught in a loop of needing to separate, and I'm not talking about, oh, let's just all kumbaya and love everyone and be in a big house together. No, you don't have to live with it. anyone that you don't want to. You can be like, you're over there, I'm over here. But you don't need to separate them in order to gain power. You don't need to actually cast people down in order to feel more important or more special or more right or more true. There's a lot of this happening in the spiritual community, especially. And I, I just want to, I'm in my gentle way right now, because I don't have my, my claws aren't out at the moment. They come out sometimes. You've seen them. Oh, sure. I still smile when put my claws out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, rip you, you want to go there. Okay, here we go. Well, <laughs> but my paws are very firmly on the ground when I say this, that uh, family, it's time for us to actually activate our code and lift each other up. So if you see somebody faltering, lift them up, lift them back up in your mind. That's it. Bless them and go, Hey, my brother or my sister, I see you slipping a little bit. I just want to remind you of who you are. I love you. And I know you can do better than this. Yes. That would be a way more productive way to call each other in rather than call each other out, right? And cast these people, oh, all of a sudden they said this. And even though they, for 20 years, they've been providing jewels of wisdom, we're gonna go ahead and cast them out because they said this on some phone call and they talked down about it. Everybody has human moments. So if we can call each other in and do the thing that, that 
my sister right here does, which is I know that no matter what shadow I could fall into momentarily, your gaze will bring me back. And that's what it is to love someone. That's what it is to actually stand and be, um, to be in your own devotion and not falter. Even if someone we love is faltering, to actually double down on that love in those moments is what it means to, to be a co-carrier. And I see a lot of people right now who are falling into this trap of cancel culture, of, yes. um, of casting out your own limbs, your own half of your own heart. Mm. So if you're canceling half of your own heart, how are you ever going to be able to raise a child with half of a heart? If you're casting out the masculine or the feminine or going your own way and saying, we don't need, the, we don't need you, we're going to do it over here. And this, how will you ever raise healthy whole beings from that? Mm. So I feel, you know, tears rise in my heart every time I come back to this part of the garden with you because we both know that we are not here to serve and love and live a life that's just to make ourselves more comfortable. It's actually, we're here for the next seven generations of children. Yeah. So can we just bear witness to that fact that we're actually carrying a fire in our hearts that is to lay a foundation to make the world a brighter place for the next seven generations of children. Yes. Not even just your two or the ones that I love. I don't have any you know, genetic children of my own yet, but I hope to one day. And I, I feel in a, in a way that you know, my, my heart is in service to so many children that, that call me uncle and have even called me dad sometimes. I've been with two beautiful partners who've had children. And why is that emotional? It's emotional because this is the whole point of it. This is the whole reason mm. that we would better ourselves is to make the world a little bit brighter and better for those next ones that will come after us. Mm. And if we've come to find out the children are being taken and put into a system that is demoralizing them, dehumanizing them, and and, and stealing their 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 light and their power and even their their blood to feed this parasitic system. If we find that out, do you think we're just going to sit and sing kumbaya and pretend like it's okay, and just just do some new agey spiritual bypass? Of course not. We're going to stand together as good humans and good parents and figure out a way to make sure that this does not happen on our watch. But it's a big moment in the, in the, I mean, in, if you're looking at history books and the scrolls and the libraries of the eras and epochs of the world, we're in one right now. And as it's being written, everyone out there, please listen, your role in this story it's still yet to be determined and it's determined and based upon your passion and your compassion to feel what's actually happening and feel spacious and open and present enough and connected to your source so that you can recognize the guidance when it comes to you. Hey, this is yours to do. If we're not present, if we're asleep at the wheel for just, you know, watching TV and, you know, drinking beer and smoking pot, you, there's no way you're going to feel the, the subtlety of the voice of the presence within your heart that's going, hey, knocking at your door. Hey, I got something for you. I, we need you over here. We need you to show up. 
And so whatever it is that you can clear out of the way in your life to allow for the presence to fill your container so that you can actually hear the guidance. That's usually all that's lacking is either activation or space. As far as I can tell, if I look across the board in my own life, my, you know, got to test it here first. So I, I'll start right here. The moments where I have been held back or I have been uh, suffering or I have been not uh, feeling like I'm fully on point with my purpose, it's either because I'm distracted, I'm feeling my experience with other things, right? Distracting myself, so not really hearing the guidance. I'm not present enough. And in those, that simple act of coming back to practice the presence right here in this breath with you right now, this is going to put us in the greatest position to hear the guidance, to truly discern what's ours to do, even more so than our lofty ideas about it. And I know that's a, it's a subtle thing to describe into words, but we can have very lofty ideas about what we think we need to do, hmm. but to, to literally, I surrender them every night before I go to bed and wake up in the morning, show me what's mine. Yes. And if it's to pick up the torch of what I left behind last night, great, I'll do that. But if it's a brand new thing, if you want me to let go of all the work that I thought was so important yesterday and today, it's actually this, show me. Yes. And so it's with that amount of humility that we can actually address this, let's just say this problem or this, this snakes in the grass of the garden. And so, yes, I am, I am here to also speak about the children with you. And I am here to speak about you know, how we can show up and, and be of, of service to completing an era of ignorance, which is what it is. It's yes. ignorance that has led so far down the trail that it is so disconnected from source that it's almost barely recognizable as being a part of the wholeness. Yes. To hurt and harm the most innocent thing. That's about as far away as you can get from being a guardian of life, right? Correct. And yet, even then, at that edge of the edge, we can hold a space not only for healing, but for actually building and designing and guarding a new kind of garden where we are present, where we're not asleep at the wheel of what's happening to our own children, yeah. where we're showing up. I don't know what it is about that simple thing about just showing up. Yes. But I just, I want to implore everyone out there show up for your children, really listen to them, look them in the eyes more, understand that what they are going through, what they're feeling is guiding the future of the planet. And if we're allowing for however many millions to go missing a year, there's something really deeply wrong with that. So that's one of the reasons that I bow to you, Chrissy, I bow to you is your, you have, taking it upon yourself and all of the different ways you could be applying uh, your, your time and your energy and your focus. And you could be building your career. You were just on an epic TV show, reality TV series. You know, you could be doing all these different things with your life. And yet when I saw you start Project Angel and they made that first, that first call about it. And I, I, first of all, just found myself weeping with both pain and joy to feel your commitment and your devotion to naming the th elephant in the room that needs to be named. And it needs, to, we need to gather around it like a tribe and link arms and be like, this is what we care about is our children. 
Now, the fact that I saw you doing that and standing in that, I just want to name that I know you have felt alone at times and what you're carrying in standing for that because we've got a lot of sleep sleepwalkers who deep inside want to care, but they're afraid. And if that's you out there, if you're hearing this and you know you care, but you're a little bit afraid, you don't know what to do and you don't know how to stand up to this thing, we can do it together. We can give each other strength. We can give each other focus. What Chrissy and I are doing for each other, just as a man and a woman on this planet, across the oceans, just every now and again, whenever we feel the call, just pick up the phone, call somebody that you love and praise them and lift them up and strengthen their purpose. Mm -hmm. If they're onto something that you know is needed, make sure you strengthen and fan the flames of that because Lord knows we all need it right now. I need those calls. Whenever, whenever, when you felt the call to just like drop some words into my voice memo, you know, it is sometimes I'm on my last leg and haven't heard that in a long time, the way that you say it. And if we can, each of us show up for each other like that, we have nothing to fear. And the forces that are playing themselves out right now as these parasitic, you know, satanic mind controlled programs, which is what they are as programs. Yes. They are not even on the same playing field or dimension, literally, they're not even on the same dimension as the love that gave birth to us. So that love is what is guiding us. And that love is like a heat seeking missile and it knows exactly where to go if you let it. So let's get out of the way. Let's let it guide us. Let's root down men. Let's show the fuck up for your women. Let's ground into your strength. And all of this kind of like, oh, namaste, brother, sister. If you see something happening, stand with it. Be with it. Yeah. You know, this sister right here, Chrissy, one more praise for you. And then I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> you have shown me what strength looks like. You show me what strength looks like all the time in the way that you speak, the way that you stand, the way that you name things that are uncomfortable and everyone has a moment of that awkward silence. How many times have you heard an awkward silence in your life? That's a good <laughs> sign that you're on the right track. Plenty. It's because it's like, it's, it's the ability to say the things that need to be said. And I've learned a lot about that from you. And um, I just want to thank you as a strong woman and an epic soft heart, but a fierce heart that cares so deeply. I feel like you've mastered the art of something I've been, I've been joking around with my a few friends lately of there's a sweet spot between caring so much and not giving a fuck <laughs> what anyone thinks. And there's something about that balance, right? It's like, I care so much that I do not care what you think about me. That's yeah. how much I care about you. And so that is, I feel that's the, that's the path that we're walking. It's a razor's edge. Yes. And, um, and I see you and I bow to you and I thank you for walking mm. that and teaching that in your, uh, in your embodied wisdom. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> that heat seeking love that you just mentioned now mm-hmm. is, is absolutely um, the medicine uh, like you say, it it changes everything, and I just want to thank you so much for the support that you have given me. You know, when you called me that day and really laid out your gratitude and acknowledgement and praise for me for the work I'm doing with Project Angel, I cannot tell you how much strength that gave me because it 
you know, the, this, these types of work are lonely. They, they are lonely and you're at effect of a whole bunch of dirty, shitty energy. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you can be pretty sort of out on a limb really with it. And to have you say, I'm right there beside you and whatever you need was so powerful and is so powerful for me because what I know these people need is the love of a mother and a father. That is what they never had. You know, a lot of the times they never had the true unwavering love of a mother and a father. And that's how they ended up getting in themselves into all sorts of difficulty, you know, that wound them up going down the darkest alleys into trafficking or whatever. It's because of the lack of the love of a mother and a father. And so when I show up, and that is one of my fortes, is showing up with mother love. That's one of my main medicines. But I, my power as a mother and as an, a medicine woman is made exponential when I am backed with the love of a father. You know, right, like that you and Christian, you guys are my two, you know, male wingmen. And that it amplifies, absolutely amplifies what I have to give because it's supposed to work together. <laughs> it's supposed to work together, especially in healing, especially in rehabilitation of, of anything, <laughs> even of trees. Any, anything we are rehabilitating, it's we are going to do a much better job if we combine mother and father energies, whether that's just in us, masculine and female, or whether we work with others or whatever. But it is profound, the support that you give me, Elijah, in that area. And I need it and they need it and they feel it. So it's not again, again, again. It's not personal, <laughs> you know, what you offer is going right out there, you know, through my heart. And I am eternally grateful and I'm, I'm so honoured to back you and I do. I feel and know your mission here and... I believe in it so much that at any point I will drop my own and back yours a thousand percent whenever you need me to. I know why you're here and I am backing you and just eternally grateful once again that you offer me what you do and therefore all women and the whole planet what you do and thank God for you for demonstrating, you know, what a king feels like, you know. And as far as I see it, every man is a king or a king in the making, you know, maybe a little prince or a page at this point. But all men are kings as are all women queens. You know, we have these kingly codes and queenly codes and it's, it's you know, high time. We all honoured ourselves that way and each other, like you said, to honour each other that way. And so 
That's our invitation, isn't it, Elijah? Mm. To all our human family. Thank God for you, Chris. <laughs> thank God for you. <laughs> it's so true. That is our invitation. Hmm. The rising tide lifts all ships. You know, when one has a victory, it can be a victory for all. And I feel that is what a true queen or a true king exemplifies is that that's why we want to, to lift up people who are, who are doing good work. That's why I want to lift you up. That's why I back you. That's why I stand with you. It's because every time you get a burst of energy, a new wave of a success, you immediately turn it into medicine for others. Hmm. And that's, that's a, what it means to be a medicine woman. You know, the, the, the elders of, of the tribe or the quote unquote leaders, like even just those words, king and queen, if you, you break down, what does it really mean to stand in a position of authority? It really means to author your experience, mm. to author, to, to be in authority is a true king does not look down on anyone. Mm. He looks up to everyone and everything. And that's my wish for all of you listening out there is to, to really just look for what could love do in this moment for those who are around you, for those people around you. If you want to call yourself a king or a priest or a shaman or whatever you want to call yourself, what we're going to be looking for is behaviors, not words. <laughs> and, and those who are behaving in such a way that they are of service to the world around them. That's to me what it means to be a king or a queen. And uh, you exemplify that, Chrissy. And uh, I know there's many, many, many out there. I've been, I've been grateful to be witnessed and reflected and held up by many kings and many queens. And I, I just want to, to bow to each of you and to keep, keep me on point and I'll keep you on point. You know, let's keep each other right there walking this fine line between what it is to be noble and what it is to be humble both are needed and at each breath we we take it all in and each breath we let it all go and that's what it is so i honor you i thank you and really appreciate the way you've um, met me here in this in this podcast it's been an effortless transmission and beautiful way to navigate through some of these perspectives and uh, mm. and yeah i i welcome more more conversations like this Yay, me too. Oh, Elijah Ray, thank you so much for meeting me in the kitchen today with your heart wide open and we will publish all your links uh, with this interview so people can get a hold of you and track with all the incredible work that you do. Um, and, yeah, thanks once again for sharing your wisdom with us, your well-walked and sometimes very hard-won wisdom Thank you so much. I love you so much, sweetheart. I love you too. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha.